0: Hi, welcome to our podcast on conscious creative leadership, the space where we get curious about
1: leadership in the 21st century. I'm Darren Abrahams.
0: And I'm Nadine Benjamin. We see ourselves as conscious creative leaders in an ever evolving world.
1: We believe we're all leaders in our own right. This podcast is our invitation to you to step into leadership with us.
0: Sometimes it gets messy, but staying curious and open to change can open the doorway to new possibilities.
1: In season two, we look at the daily challenges of leadership and how you can overcome them. Episode two, Clarifying Identity. Who am I? Welcome back to episode two of this second season of the Conscious Creative Leadership Podcast. And I'm here with my dear friend, Nadine Benjamin.
0: Hello, Darren Abrahams. Yes. <laughs> and what are
1: we talking about today, Nadine?
0: We're talking about clarifying identity, mm-hmm. the non-ever-ending question, which is, who am I? Yes. Um, uh, or oh, it's the never-ending question, who am I? Yes. Yes. <laughs> I'm so dyspraxic. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Maybe you think of never ending story. Then.
0: <laughs> so in high performance or high performance coaches, Darren, you and I, the question we ask less often is, who am I and what am I good at? Mm-hmm. You know, and more often we would ask the question, what is required to be of service here? Yes. And how can I grow into that or lead others to deliver service?
1: I love that so much.
0: Isn't it so good?
1: It is. It really is because it really shifts the perspective and the emphasis about this question of who am I? Yes. Um, And I've really struggled with this this Mm. question of who am I? Not really on a personal level, not... I don't struggle in myself Mm. with who am I, but I have really struggled explaining to the world who I am (laughs) and helping the world understand. It's not necessarily about who I am because I think often in the professional sphere and in the leadership sphere,
0: Mm.
1: who we are is connected to what we do.
0: Mm.
1: So my struggle has been to explain to the world what I do Mm. in a way that feels congruent. Because I do many, many different things Mm. and I'm often accused. I mean, actually, I will use that word. I'm Mm. accused of being unfocused Mm. and of being confusing. Mm. And friends and family have said to me, you need to focus. Mm -hmm. You need to do one thing and you need to do that one thing really well. And then you can move on and do other things. And for many years, I've struggled with that because I thought, that's what I had to do Mm. in order to be successful Mm. in whatever the world decides is success. (laughs) Um, And it's not felt true to me Mm. because I am a multi-passionate. There are many things that I, that I like to do and I enjoy doing and are part of my service. Mm. And I think up it is only very recently i mean maybe even a couple of weeks ago in a conversation with you <laughs> that i was i've really been able to hone down mm-hmm. on how i explain that to the world in a way that that honors me mm-hmm. and my desire to do many different things mm-hmm. and honors my ability to serve others because it's difficult to serve others when they don't know how you can serve them
0: yes oh i love what you've just said and i love how clearly you've just explained that darren and um, uh, it's one thing that i love about you is that you in yourself is always very clear and i love it but i i, I really identify with what you're talking about around being multi-passionate you know um i i've had to you know, I'm you know I'm a professional opera singer, but then I'm a coach, and yeah. then I'm a producer, and I'm a composer, and all those things. And I was made to feel just like yourself, so so many times that. Oh, well, you can't be a professional soprano then because yes. you coach, and if you coach, then nobody's going to take you seriously.
1: Yeah, or i mean, for you, you can't be a professional soprano because you're a rock singer. Yes, first of all, like even even within the singing world, the genres,
0: yeah, yeah, the many genres. So you're not—you're not committed. You're not serious. <laughs> yes, you know. But what I have learned through my journey, it's something that I hold on to. I do believe now in the one thing at a time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I actually do believe it. However, I think in the parameter that it's been set, it's that you do one thing at a time and then you go on to the next thing. No, actually, can you be multi-passionate? And when you're in that multi-passionate thing, when I'm singing, can I be just there? Mm. When I'm coaching... Can I just be just there? Yeah. Not be coaching and thinking about singing or singing and thinking about coaching. Can I just be that present? Yes. That's the focus on one thing. Yes. And that means you can do whatever you like. (laughs) (laughs) You know, as long as you are holding that integrity Mm -hmm. because that's what it is. And actually, when I look at you as a multi-passionate, I don't see someone who is um, multi-passionate because they are distracted. You have a very clear mission, you have a very clear vision, and you have a very clear purpose, okay? So, however, what can happen is that somebody somebody will become multi-passionate to divert yes. from the one thing. Because sometimes, Somebody is really trying to divert from the one thing that they know that if they dug into, they would be the most powerful. That inner power, Mm -hmm. you know. But they're so afraid of it. Yes. They're so afraid of it that they run for every hill apart from that one. Yes. (laughs) So I think there's a distinction between being a multi-passionate who is just truly entrepreneurial in that way and it's not necessarily about being fi- financing entrepreneurial, but just the many ways that each uh, passion interlinks. Yes. Yeah. And and the person who becomes multi-passionate to run away from the one thing.
1: So the th- the difference between those two things, I think, is what I would call the what and the why. Yes. So the why... Famously, it's been brought into the public consciousness by Simon Sinek and yes. his Start With Why. And, I really, and I've done that process mm. and I, th- I think it's incredibly valuable. Mm. Um, the why, mm. or what we call in high performance necessity, yes. is the reason that you do mm. all the different what's yes. in your life. Yeah. So a what, I call a what is an activity or a project or, a, or mm. an action. Whereas the why is the reason that you do those activities and actions. And I think that the confusion sometimes in the multi-passionate is that people from the outside look and they see opera singer, high performance coach, blah, 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 blah. Mm. But what they don't recognize, they think that the action that you're doing is the reason that you're doing it. Mm. And not that there's an underlying reason that informs each one of those actions mm. that then brings all of those things together. I think here, because we're talking about clarifying identity mm. as a conscious creative leader mm. and um, so that the world can understand your service yes. and and engage with you through your service. Mm. It's helping the world understand the connecting points between your different what's. Yes. So it's how well you clarify and message the why, the yeah. necessity, mm. the reason that you do all those things.
0: And I think there's an, you know, as um, as we often talk about, there's an inner purpose mm. and an outer purpose. Yes. Yeah. Now my inner purpose and outer purpose at the moment really align, because purpose can change, okay? Mm. So both of mine are running. I'm here to lift people up. Mm -hmm. I just It's so simple for me right now. In where I am in my life right now, I'm 48 years of age, yeah? And I'm gonna be 49 soon, and knowing that as a woman for me, Mm. that I'm here to lift people up, whether I'm speaking or singing or coaching, it just has an inner and an outer purpose for me. But there were different times in my life where my inner purpose is very different from my outer purpose. And as we've spoken about, the inner purpose is different sometimes because the world doesn't understand that you have a spiritual practice <laughs> yes, and an emotional practice yes. and a mental practice. Yes. And, you know, it needs you to just tell them in one sentence. Yes. What is my outer purpose? <laughs> and the clearer that we get on that the better. Yes. Just so happens at this point in my life, they both align.
1: Hmm. And it's interesting you're saying at mm. this point in my life, yes. because you and I we evolve very, very quickly. Yes. Oh, and that's yes. another element of this thing about the, the multipassion or the mm. confusion is that if you change and evolve quickly, mm. then sometimes the other people around you or the world find it hard to keep up Yes, and so again there can be confusion around yes. that, it's like oh but last week you said you were this and now you're saying that you're this yes. uh, so how do we navigate that through through leadership and consistent leadership
0: and it's interesting that you say that you know this because I, I do get that a lot Darren this thing of how do we keep up with you, I'm not asking you to keep up with me <laughs> this is my life, you live <laughs> your life you know, get comfortable with your level of change. This is my—I con- change on a daily basis, yes, Darren. You—you you do. Do, you know that. <laughs> I, do. I meditate on a transpersonal level. Yeah. Okay, so my changes are consistent. My changes in my neural pathway, and that allows me to access different levels of consciousness. Mm. Yeah. If someone is coaching with me, they are changing every week. Yes. You know, the framework and the structure that we have in our sessions of of the high-performance sessions that we do, you know, moves people forward so quickly. Yes. The reason? We have incremental learning. Incremental learning is one of the most powerful tools you can do as this is where we access our consistency, Mm. you know. So Brendan Burchard, who we've both changed with, often says that, we are afraid to start small. Mm. We're just afraid to start small. And that is why most people never start, okay? When in fact, it is the best way for us to start so we can build. Yes. So, But what happens is we get to the compound stage of having started, because you and I are people of increments. So we do things consistently daily. So every time we have these big changes, it's because we did all those little steps it's true it's not because we just decided and got distracted and said oh we're going to do something different today it's because they are results of our incremental steps that have compounded us to make different decisions and build on different ideas
1: it's true but I think sometimes that those little incremental steps can happen quite fast
0: yes they can
1: Um, especially if you've been doing this work for a long time Mm. I think there's an exponential growth in growth Uh, Because you, you're building on your past development, you're building on your past yeah. successes. So it can happen faster and faster. Mm. The challenge, I think, again, we are focusing in on challenges to leadership, yes, yeah. is when your your service and your identity is bound up in your business and professional life, mm. so that the messaging that you're sending out into the world to attract people to you, mm. to to work with you, to to buy your service, mm. beca- it becomes a challenge because mm. as you shift and evolve, the message sometimes shifts and evolves. Mm. And then it's hard for people to find, I think that often you know, when people are looking for a service from someone or to mm. work with someone, they're looking to see themselves there mm. and they're looking to see how you can solve a problem for mm. them. Mm. When we shift very fast, when the identity mm. shifts quite fast, then it can leave people feeling like, "Oh, I, I don't know if you still solve my problem. Mm. I don't know if you're still the person who, I don't if you're still the person that I need to do this thing." Mm. So that's a that's a, a messaging challenge mm. around our our identity mm. about and being and the clarification of our identity. So I completely agree with you. I think I have my personal why or my personal, the statements Mm. that I use for my personal life are not things that I necessarily share with the public Mm. for all the reasons that you've just said. Mm. They're personal. They are, they have very specific language that maybe other people won't interpret in the same way that I mean it. Mm -hmm. Um, They exist on different levels of being. They're not only about my professional or business life. They're about kind of my, my function and purpose on the planet. Um, So, that helps to drive and shape then the kinds of statements that I share with the public and share with everybody else so that it's easier for people to engage with me.
0: But you you, you, you make me think in this moment, right mm. in this moment, that actually that's why it's imperative that multi-passionates are actually visible. Mm-hmm. It's actually imperative that we are, we share all the time. Yes. Because actually, that's how we help people to understand our change.
1: That's very... And I never yes. thought of that before, yes. actually,
0: until we're having this conversation. Yeah. Because then it's not coming out of the blue. No. Actually.
1: You're, you're on a journey together. Yeah,
0: you're on a journey together, which is the purpose of community. Mm. You know... I, I have my everybody can community, yeah, you have your human hive community. We know they are people that we absolutely will spend as much time with to get them to the next level as possible. Yes, but I want to come back to this um, thing that you were um, talking about um, like setting this intention of service. you know when we set this intention of service, it allows us to dig deeper into what is actually needed by our audience or clients versus what we think should happen. Yes. And notice I did say should, <laughs> Yes. right? A good leader is not here to dominate, mm-hmm. yeah? They hold a vision for us, uh, a communication that people feel welcome to join, you know, and welcome to do so that we can all bring value into the world. Because ultimately, when we're being followed, and people are wishing to change their lives they're not just wishing to change their own life they're wishing to change lives for others as well yes you know we influence as we've spoken about in our high performance sessions before in our first podcast yeah yeah, you know we influence the people around us you know we know who we are by the many people we share each other the five people that we're around is who we become Okay. So this level of service is is it runs much deeper than um uh, how can I show up what can I do but it's also the service that other people do as a result of us giving service. It's huge. Yes. Actually. When you think of it like that. I never thought of it like that. I'm just just uh, we're having this conversation we're going into community now. So I'm just like, oh my god, that's so random but <laughs>
1: No, it's it's very very connected, and it comes back to something we talk about all the time, which yeah. is role modeling. Yes, it's walking your talk. Yeah, living through authenticity. It came up in the last episode when yeah. we talked about per- public and personal and private life. Yeah, um, the idea of of the authenticity of you. Yeah, being an influence on the people around you. So people are people are are looking to learn from you because they resonate with the way that you are in the world, not necessarily always with what you're doing in the world.
0: Yes, absolutely, which is energy, again, from our first podcast. Like, you know, how we show up, the the, the energy, the frequency that we're bringing into the world. People love, you know, when somebody's really joyous and, you know, that sometimes we need to see someone really fully in their joy. Lots of people are just afraid to be happy. Like it's it's so true. Like they're just yes. afraid to be happy, but when as when we when we step into the role of being multi passionate, we show people that it's okay. Yes, it's okay to do what you love. But I always put this as a caveat: do what you love, but remember the thing that you love, you also have to like.
1: Mm. because
0: sometimes you only love something because you do it once a week in a year. Yes. Yeah? <laughs> so get clear about loving it but also like it at the same time. Yes. You know, so that's really important. But... um oh wow there's so much to talk about in this episode actually cause, there is because if we talk about because we've just hit upon showing up
1: exactly I was just about to go, say go, that go, So you said I mean it's come up a lot in what we said about showing up showing mm. up I talk about a lot in my own work in the human hive the first part of our training program mm. is how to show up yeah. um, but what do we mean by showing up because yeah. we talk about it a lot and yeah. um, I think it's important for us to define that mm. and then to talk about What is necessary to help you do that?
0: Yes, because when um, showing up for me is about staying in the room. Mm. It's about staying in the room, not leaving because you feel challenged. Yeah. And we're talking about the challenges of leadership. (coughs) Obviously, as long as this is healthy for your state of mind, you know, when there's bullying or there's harassment in these spaces or anything like that, it needs to be dealt with professionally okay but what, what what i mean what we mean is because you if you've got to feel comfortable to be in adult conversation yes yeah adult conversation is around your boundaries your needs and your expectations when you leave the room there's no room to talk about that stuff no you know so if you stay in the room this is the best time for a leader to grow and to really step into their own personal power
1: yes and when when you're talking about leaving the room what I, what how i interpret that is about behaviors and I, I i often talk about this in my work and in my training yeah. is that it's it's easy for us to um, to slip into habitual behaviors yeah. that come up generally through feeling unsafe So there's unsafety that arrives, an uncomfortable conversation or uncomfortable space. And if we are unconscious, Mm. then it's very easy for us to go into our habitual defence behaviours. The primary ones, there's our aggression, the fight response. There's leaving the room, the flight response. Mm. There's the freeze when you get still and silent and confused. And then there's the shutdown, the collapse. So these are kind of very primal ways of going Mm -hmm. into behaviour and there's lots of permutations of that. We Mm -hmm. have compulsive compliance, compulsive defiance, kind of various things. All of those different mm behaviours are about leaving the room. Yes. Even if you're not physically leaving the room. Yes. Mentally and emotionally you're leaving the room because, as you say, you're slipping out of adult and you're slipping out of contact. Yes. When we slip out of our adult and we go into our old behaviours – we lose the ability to be in contact with other people. Yes, as- and and,
0: and, in, and in contact, in connection, in
1: connection, in yeah. connection, and with yourself. Yes. So we lose the connection with self. We lose the connection with other. And as soon as you've lost connection, that's the end of the conversation. Yes. There's yes. no way well, you can't reach resolution. And we look at we live in a world of conflict. There's mm. you know there's there are there are war conflicts going on Mm. on the planet right now, but Mm. they come from these personal places Mm. of actually people being unable to be in the room together to sort out their differences.
0: But even, you know, when I talk about being in the room as well, Darren, you know, we talk about this being in the room, but being in the room, in your home, in yourself. In
1: yourself, yes.
0: You know, because once you've left yourself, you know, as you just talked about, this fear, this fight freeze, you know. Flight. Who's there? You just got a shell.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: You know, there's. That's not leadership. No. You know, so we then put people at risk. Yes. You know, so that's also another challenge of leadership. Actually, as you're talking, is, are you ready? Are you ready to be a leader in the sense of there's self leadership? But when you're leading others, are you ready to take it to that next level? Yes. Because if you're still in your shell, there's work to do.
1: There is. And the work. So here we are. What is it that you need to do that you need to practice in yourself to allow you to show up and stay in the room? That is the practice of leadership. And when we're talking about identity, it really... it connects with the identity because as we're practicing mm-hmm. a way of being that shapes our identity.
0: Absolutely, bring it home. To give 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 them some tips, Dan. Come on, bring it in. Well, um,
1: these are things we we talk about quite often. Yeah, yeah. You know the things that we need to be able to be in the room. It's just really simple things, actually. Self care. Yes. Big buzzword at the moment because we talk about mental health a lot. But what is self-care? Self-care is not the same for everyone. No. And I think self-care connects into what we were talking about last time around the personal private space. Yes. Is that a lot of that self-care stuff happens in that personal private space. Mm -hmm. Um, So I know for you and for me as well, self-care involves meditation. Yes. It involves prayer for you, doesn't it? It involves... um, it involves good nutrition it involves good sleep it involves exercise it involves um it involves mindset mm. it involves having space for fun
0: yes laughter laughter
1: for intimacy and sensuality oh yes all please. of these things having a rounded life as a human being mm. is all part of your self-care mm. which then allows you to show up because mm. if you if you're if you're nurturing yourself mm. then you have the energy to show up in these more public spaces it sets up situation. all these
0: endorphins it does that keep us happy yeah. you know which then affects our emotional state and keeps us in a flow and presence yeah. which then keeps us alive in our consciousness you know i just love the way that these things have a knock-on effect
1: they do. they all connect to each other yeah and alongside self-care is co-care. Yes. It's not that it's not all about you. you know, <laughs> I think, again, I, we often talk about this. I have talked about this in other podcasts yes. as well. It's um, often in the world today, self-care is like, what's your responsibility to look after yourself? <laughs> and actually, that's only half of the half of the equation Mm. because yes we do have a responsibility to look after ourselves and Mm. in conscious creative leadership we Mm. need to be clear we need to have boundaries we need to work Mm. on that stuff for ourselves Mm. Mm. but actually we are here to be in community as you just said we are here to be for each other we are designed as human beings to resonate nervous system to nervous system Mm. so those five people that you talked about before those close people they're part of your care in yeah. environment they're part yeah. of that care um, being close to other people and for us to care for others yes. actually part of being a fully rounded human being is the ability to care for others and demonstrate that care for others it actually gives us a huge amount of well-being
0: and I love it because I know that you and I we love sending people a text how are you today? Yeah. You might not have seen them for ages. How mm. are you? Been thinking about you, just wanted to send you a big hug. Yeah. You know. Really, you know, writing a card to someone. You see these cards. Sometimes I see these cards in shops that just have these great messages. I just buy them. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> because I know that I'm gonna want to send one to somebody at yeah. some at some point. You know. It's also about it could be two AM or three AM in the morning and knowing that you can phone a friend up and say, Mm. I'm not okay. Yeah, That's part of co-care. Yes. Because I feel that that's a a great part of our emotional well-being. Yeah. Yeah, that we know that we can lean on others. You know, it's not that somebody has to become responsible for you, but it's actually, because that creates great courage as well to to be able to say to someone, I'm not okay. Yeah. Remember when I wasn't well Mm. and you took me into your home and you kept me there for weeks, you know. You could have told me this isn't okay. You know, you could have, because it's your home. You might have got, on, I might have got on your nerves. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Never.
0: But you know, but it's but it's a real thing, yeah. But you didn't. You just said, look, I can hold this space for you because I know that you're struggling. Let's let let's do this together. Mm. You know, you know, we've had other examples where I've, I've been there for you for a conversation. Yeah. You know, that you're just working something out and I, I'm just going, Well, maybe you could think about it like this or we could think about it like this. It's it's that's co-care. Yes. That we're not um it's not it's not me, 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 me. It's how do we look across and how does this exchange of connection mm. this exchange of of self-discipline, self-love, this exchange of co-love, co-discipline you know, co-regulation as well. Yes, because exactly. Because I think co-care is really about co-regulation. Yes, indeed. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. That it's, it's, it's really, it's, it, there's, there's so many levels of this stuff to I'm, talk about.
1: And we have several more episodes to talk about yes. this further. So I think what we are, to encapsulate maybe what we're saying here yes. about clarifying identity, yeah. is that it's very much about how we show up in the world and how we give service to the world yes um on a personal level to yourself Mm. to the people who are closest in your life Mm. and then maybe on a on a bigger level on a wider level maybe it's with the the team that you lead or the company that you lead or standing on a global platform yes but they all stem from you said earlier on uh these small steps yes so it begins always begins in you. Yes. It begins in the self. How you're treating yourself and how you're treating others is then going to spiral out to how you then treat the planet around you and everybody else.
0: Exactly.
1: So we want to leave you with a question. Yes, as please we Dan, always go ahead. Do. And we'd like to ask you what part of your identity invites you into service.
0: Ah. Uh-huh. I love that. Mm. What part of your identity um yeah. But I also love a question that I have heard you ask before. Yeah. Is how do you help the world understand who you are?
1: Ah, yes. Yeah,
0: because I think um, you've got a great way, Darren, of kind of keeping things simple. And those two questions people can take in it whichever way they like. Yes. But I think that would be yeah two lovely questions to leave them with
1: fantastic we will put those in the show notes yes we would love to hear from you this is a conversation Um, Nadine and I are having a conversation here we want to have a wider conversation because Mm. we learn and we grow from talking to
0: you yeah exactly
1: (laughs) so yeah engage with us connect to us uh, and we can continue this conversation further
0: take care now this is Nadine Benjamin
1: and Darren Abrahams
0: signing out bye Thank you so much for taking the time to join us on this journey of conscious creative leadership. If you'd like to know more, check out the
1: show notes for links and send us a message at conscious creative leadership on Instagram. Stay Stay conscious, conscious, stay stay creative, creative, stay self-led.